The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. She's trying to hide it. I'm cool as ever. She's too excited. Her man looks like he wanna fight. He ain't doing nothing but You just know that as soon as the season ended, the Packers brass was going to go look at the books and figure out who was staying and who was going and who was taking a pay cut. Preston Smith gets to stay, but he gets less money also. I like incentive-laden deals for guys like Preston Smith. I like the idea, Chu, of saying, hey, you want more money? We'll give you an opportunity to get it. We'll give you an opportunity, but you got to show up on the stat sheet. And Preston Smith, I think, has kind of underperformed, especially in the sacks uh, category, in his time in Green Bay. Why are you, why are you laughing? Well, if so if he's underperformed, what's Rashawn Gary doing? Underperforming. But he also had the injury, right? Uh, Do you, give him a, you don't give him a pass for coming off the ACL? Not if you're paying him. For not having a sack in the month of December or January is bad. Like, usually when you're thinking about those guys, so you think of the previous ACL injuries throwing out David Bakhtiari because it's such an anomaly. Previous ACL injury, what happened with on the offensive line with Elton Jenkins? Yeah. Started off slow, finished the year strong, right? It's usually not the inverse, Chew, when you're dealing with the ACL. It's not like, oh, you start out like gangbusters, and then, and then you end up kind of slowing down as the season goes along. Usually you're supposed to get stronger with that type of injury. Yeah, and in regards to Preston Smith, it's a safe deal. He's not going to hit those incentives because he's going to be sharing time. He's not going to be a full-time starter. you got Lucas Van Ness there. Now, to be a good defense, you need three guys because of injuries. But I agree with Gabe. Like, how many sacks does Rashawn Gary have to have next year before we start saying this was a bad signing? Because everything right now – and. You give him a little bit of a pass on the ACL, but you can you can list off a ton of guys who played on an ACL the following year and had great years. Okay, but he's cut. Is he tracking like he was at Michigan? Because this guy was like a top ten recruit that never really did anything there. Gabe, you've been pretty adamant and consistent about what you need to see from Rashawn Gary going forward. Thirteen sacks. I mean, he's got to be top 10 yeah, in the league. Yeah, he's being paid like that. Yeah, yeah, if that's what you're paying him. So you're paying him to be an A player. He needs to have those A results. He needs to be in, in I, I know the fan base likes to put him in the same conversations as Aiden Hutchinson and Joey Bosa and those type of guys. He needs to actually then line up with his statistics and be in that conversation. And, and it's not only that, okay? TJ Watt. No, and I've said this a, a million times. It's different in a 4-3 when it comes against the run because Rashawn Gary now is going to have to take on a blocker and a half because what they have to do now is occupy, tackle tight end so the linebacker can make the play. That's what the D-line in a 4-3 is supposed to do. Occupy double teams, let the linebackers clean up. And I don't know how much he weighs right now, but I agree with Jason. He's going to have to have... Uh, a change in a body type in order to take on because it's tough, man. When you got a tight end, a good blocking tight end, and a tackle bearing down on you, and you got one and a half guys on you, you have to be able to take that on. And I don't think he can do it at two hundred forty-five. I'd be licking my chops, my chops, if I had a two hundred forty-five pound defensive end 
where I knew I was getting help from the tackle to block the guy. Preston Smith hasn't had 10 sacks since he had 12 the first year he was with Green Bay in 2019, uh, but he was dropping into coverage significantly last year. And Well, again, we laugh because we joke around about how he would be covering team's number one wide receivers, and you don't want that, obviously. But I did want to give you the details of the incentives. A 10-sack season, he would recoup all of that lost money, would basically get the $2 million that he gave back to the Green Bay Packers with 12 sacks he would make more than previously scheduled with 14 sacks guys he gets four million dollar bonus has he had 14 in his career no so at 32 31 i mean that that's not a thing it ain't gonna happen yeah he'll turn 32 in november yeah so chu why do you think they did this uh safe i think it was i think it was the mercedes lewis rule what does that mean I think 40% of it is he's probably the leader of that defense, potentially the leader of the team, and they're basing. They need depth at that position because you got to have three good ones. Uh, 60% of it is based upon his play. But I'd be shocked if he reaches any of those incentives based upon he was pretty much a full-time starter this year, and how many sacks did he have? Eight. Eight. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. So just like the spin that Wendy's was putting on why they were taking back the surge pricing, we were misunderstood. That's not what we were trying to do. Is there any chance that you could spin this sucker for Preston Smith and say that with a different guy running the defense, he will be used differently this year, and he would be in a position to get more sacks too? Uh, I think it's going to be tougher for him. Um, Because like I said, it's... I, 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 you know, I see what they're trying to get to. They're trying to create pressure with just four guys, um, but but they're not there yet. I mean, you got you're essentially going to have five to block four. I don't see them sliding. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm, well, plus you need way. depth it's at that safe, position. You need guys there. Angabari is yes. not going to be available for you. They were high on him and everything that he could do. So if you were to get rid of Preston Smith, suddenly you really only have two outside or two yeah. defensive ends, I guess, if, if that's what we're going to end up calling these guys because now it's a 4-3. All you would have is Van Ness and Rashawn Gary. You need depth at that position, and you're trying to get depth a lot of other places on the defense. Bringing, back, bringing him back just makes sense from a, hey, we need this position. We have one. We like one. He's a leader on our defense. He's a veteran voice in that locker room. Let's go ahead and just keep him so we don't have – create another area of need that we have to try to address. So Chewy said 60-40, 60% production, 40% leadership. Do you agree with that breakup? Do yeah, you agree with that? Yeah, about 60-40. But again, I think there's also a part of that in you just need depth at that position. We have him on our roster. Let's not So give create. me that then. Give me the pie chart. If that's part of it as well, what per- per- percentage would you give we need depth at defensive end? 60. Oh, so let's go 60-20-20. 60%. Cuz again, like he's still a solid player. It's not like he's, I mean, he was probably their best edge against the run last year. So you you need, you're talking about that, too. So you definitely need somebody like that. Um, he still had eight sacks. You know, he's he's your second guy. Rashawn Gary's supposed to be that lead guy. He's not bad in that position. And yeah, so I think it's kind of a 60-20-20. I would say 60% his play, 20% his leadership, 20% you don't have any depth at that position right now on the roster. They're going to give Lucas Van Ness every opportunity to start. Mm-hmm. Right, so my guess is Preston Smith gonna play thirty percent of the plays uh, unless I'll, someone gets hurt. I'll I'll take that bet. I'll you take. Think the, he's I'll, gonna play I'll, more than that. I'll take the over on thirty percent. You think he's gonna play more? Yeah, I think he's. I gonna don't play know. More it all depends 30. on Lucas Van Ness. Now, <laughs> I I like I like Van Ness as a run defender. 
but he's got to develop some moves, especially as a defensive end. You can't just bull rush uh, right tackles all day long. I mean, that's the easiest thing to stop. And watching him this year, he has a high motor, which we love, because he's following in that mold of the Boses and Crosby and guys like that. Aiden Hutchinson, I feel like, is a good comp. Yeah, extremely raw. Extremely raw. He has to he has to develop a move or some moves. It just can't be a bull rush and and a high motor all the time. I think he's going to slide down into like the five technique or into the defensive line because he did that a lot at Iowa. I believe he even played snaps at nose tackle for them on certain plays. So I think all three of them are going to be on the field a lot because they're going to just be multiple there. Just out of curiosity, Gabe, any chance you can pull up for me the stat numbers just across the board? How many stat numbers? Blah. Sack numbers, the sack numbers that the Packers had this year? Because it didn't feel like they got a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks this year. I would imagine that if you had to set an over-under, the Packers expect to have more sacks this season than they had the this past season. Is uh, that fair to say? Yeah, they had 45 sacks as a team. Not quite sure where that ranked in the league. You're going to have to give me a second to get that up. But, I mean, again, nobody with double-digit sacks. Rashawn at nine, Preston Smith at eight. You know, nobody nobody got into that double-digit range. They just didn't, especially late in the year. That's just not something that they were doing a ton of. Is getting it fair that to say, though, that as they continue to evolve this defense and continue to talk about how they want to be more aggressive, that is a goal, that is a priority for this defense? Yeah, I think it's a priority. I well, whether or not I mean, they whether or not they get to that number of higher yeah. remains to be seen. I like, pe- think they would love to. But be that's higher. what I'm saying too. When you're trying to when you're trying to measure progress of a defense, and again, this is very simplistic. But what are some ways that you'll be able to measure progress on this defense? It feels to me like interceptions, uh, obviously, like takeaways and sacks are the most simple ways of seeing if a defense has made progress I, from year to year. I wouldn't even go as far as sacks. I would say pressures. You know. Now, and I've said it before, the nice thing about the 4-3, you can be more exotic with your blitzes. Um, That would help. But the problem is this, okay? You look at Rashawn Gary as an A player. He's being paid as an A player. He didn't play like an A player. And then Kenny Clark, you think of him as elite? He's not elite. He's not elite. He's a good player. He's a good player, Gabe. He's a B player. He's a B player. But he's probably being paid in... I don't know how many more years he has left on his deals. He's probably being paid as an A player because he got paid a couple of years ago, right? The guys that get paid have to play in to accordance the to how they're being paid, mm-hmm. and they're not. And now in, in, I'm beating my head against the wall very early. We're going to find out, was this Joe Barry? Was it the players, or was it a combination of both? Did you find those numbers, Gabe? Uh, yeah, Packers ranked 16th in the league. There you sacks. go. There's your middle of the middle of the field. There's your middle of the pack. Yeah. So sixteenth. The teams around them: Raiders, Texans, Titans, Bengals. But be patient, patience, patience, patience. Everyone wants to go to the Super Bowl this next year, and everyone wants to get farther than they did last year. But there's there is a reset involved. Where's there's a reset? What happened to the Toad? I don't know. What happened to him? Wait, you had a toad shoe? Oh, man. You missed you missed toad shoe on Thursday, what? on Tuesday. He told it harder than me or Gabe combined. I thought that was yesterday. No, was Wait, was this the it's not a matter of if it's when? Yeah. But how many? For oh, him many? it's not if when, it's how many. Oh, chew. <laughs> you've been feeling under the weather though. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you've been hallucinating. <laughs> the cold you got going on down there. Yeah. Now he's no. trying to pump everyone's brakes. Pick a lane, buddy. 
Let me ask you a question. You're looking at that stat sheet right there of yep. the sacks. Show mm-hmm. me. Tell me who's at the top of the list. Tell me the teams that were at the top, and let me see how much it has translated into them having a good defense slash good season. Ravens were number one. Yep. Chiefs were number two. Yep. Dolphins were number three. Okay. Bills were number four. Okay. Colts were number five. Okay, you got three out of five playoff teams there, right? Oh, the Colts made the playoffs, right? They yep. were first weekend. No, they did not. They did not. They, oh, they, they, they so just was, missed out. There was week 18. If they had won week 18, yeah. then they would have been. Yeah, they okay. lost to the uh, the Texans. So, uh, f- you know, four out of the top five. Uh, Browns were number six. Jets were seven. Chargers, eight. Niners, well, nine. A bit of a fall off there. Niners, yeah. you mentioned, obviously, they were in and the And Buccaneers were number 10. So I don't want to. I don't know. Is it indicative? I mean, like you mentioned, the Baltimore Ravens obviously were the best defense out there. The Chiefs were one of the best defenses out there. Are sacks indicative? And again, we're going very simple here. There are certainly other things at play with how successful a defense is and how successful a team is. But is it fair to put pressure on this team to say you get to the quarterback more often? This defense will be better this year than they were last year. Yeah, I mean, I oh, think yeah. that because even though the Jets were on this list, the Jets had a really good defense. Their offense was. Hell I've got a think stat here. 939 out of 1,118 sacks, or 83.99% last year, resulted in a drive being killed. Oh, that's great. So basically, you get a sack, you have an 84% chance of your team ending that drive. Gabe, Gabe where did they finish against the run? The Packers? Yeah. Uh, give me Because I'm more concerned. I tell you what, I'm more concerned about the run than I am the pass. I really am. Uh, Packers against the run last year were 28th. Yeah. You think that's... Well, we're going to find out if it's scheme or players. Give up a, the only teams worse than them were the Giants, Broncos, Seahawks, and Cardinals. If I were to diagnose anything from the offense as Joe Barry specific, it's the run game. I think that's the one I feel most comfortable pointing at and going, that was just a guy who didn't know what was... Oh, he just didn't care. Yeah. He just didn't care about stopping the run. Yeah, hold on. He turned over a new leaf. He's the run game coordinator (laughs) at Miami now, okay? That's why I found that to be a curious So if Miami finishes top five in run defense, you're pointing the the finger at the wrong guy. That feels to me more like manifesting. (laughs) Man, you were good at this at your last stop. That's what that feels like. We got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We've got top eight at eight rolling uh, in here right after this. Before we do that, guys, I want to tell you about my friends over at Good Health Saunas because you guys have heard me talk about how I went to the state fair this past summer, saw a sauna display, didn't even know what Good Health Saunas was, but I had been thinking, what are some ways that I can continue to be healthy healthy, continue to prolong my longevity, and Good Health Saunas felt like a really good place to start. So pulled the trigger, went ahead and got one, put a Good Health Sauna in my basement, and I got to tell you guys, I feel so much better. Last night, sat in the sauna, 30 minutes, watched a television show while I sat in there, and I can feel all of the benefits as they're happening, and some of them even later on. I've got extra energy, I've got more flexibility, I'm recovering faster from my workouts, my skin looks better, I've got baby hairs growing in at my scalp line because my hair is growing in And it hadn't in a while. Of course, having four kids or three kids doesn't really help with that. But the point is, my hair is even growing in better and thicker and faster than it was before I started using the Good Health Sauna. And this is all my testimonial. Other people may have different experiences, but this is the experience that I have had using my Good Health Sauna. So if you want more information on getting an infrared sauna for you and your family, go to GoodHealthSaunas.com. Go to GoodHealthSaunas.com and tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you. The top eight at eight. Name something that follows the word pork. You pie. 
One category. Name something people take with them to the beach. Turkey. The, f- the top eight answers. The first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, turkey. <laughs> the top eight at eight. A food often stuffed. Turkey. <laughs> the top eight at eight on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken. The top eight at eight on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. All right, Gabe, what do we got today? All right, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a choice because we spent a lot of time breaking down some numbers, so that kind of blew up my top eight Packers sackers from uh, 2000, 2023. <laughs> so we had Packers to kind of pivot sackers. quickly. Yeah, we had to quickly pivot. So we are going to go to baseball. Opening day is going to be coming up here real soon. Real excited about it. Games have already started down in Arizona. So I'll leave it up to you guys. List of eight things. Do you want to list the last eight Brewers starters on opening day at first base? Or the last eight opening day starting pitchers? At first base, huh? That could be fun. No. 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 Stay away. There's no way you guys get it. Well, Even you close. The list, Josh? First of all, no. there's no way we get it either way. Like, I don't, <laughs> also, like to... I have to try and... I'm trying to make sure the segment isn't 35 minutes long like uh-huh. we've had them go in the past. <laughs> so, please, for the love of God, do start pitchers. pitchers. Is that what you want to do, Shu? Well, sounds like Josh, he's kind of... <laughs> that kind, of kind of bullying you guys. I, I want to have another direction. segment in the show. <laughs> <laughs> You know me, I'm not a buck the system type guy. No, never. All right, let's go with pitchers. All right, Jen? last eight Brewers again. So the way it works, Chewy and Jen will guess back and forth. Once they both get one incorrect, we open it up to the fans. 800-990-3776. Get the last one on the list, you get the prize pack. The ESPN Milwaukee prize pack. So the last eight Brewers opening day starting pitchers. Well, Corbin Burns. It's number one on the list. He started the last two years. Ronnie Peralta. What? Okay. <laughs> well, that's so, yeah. <laughs> which Peralta are you talking about? The current Peralta? Why don't you just say Peralta, you buffoon? Yeah, Peralta. <laughs> the current two Peralta. birds with one stone. <laughs> I, I need I need you to be more specific on the Peralta. Oh, come on. The guy that's on the team now. That's incorrect. Dang it! What? He has not started on opening day. That's uh, a shame. But the fact is, there was a Peralta back in the day. I don't know if it was eight years ago, though. What is it longer than eight years ago? You're not going to tell to, us. You, you have to what? remember that some people started multiple years, so we're going to go further back than eight years. Well, sure. I know Corbin Bird started the last two. Yeah. But you know what? I thought it was the same guy. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. In fairness, Peralta's not Smith, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are the odds? <laughs> um. Uh, Brandon Woodruff. Started the two years before that. Started in 21 and 20, so he's number two on the list. Now, this is where things get dicey. Um, There's a guy who did it a lot. Yeah. You know who, do you know who that was, Chu? I think so. Are you going to go, or are we see out? I got to know what the rules are. All right, All right, give we'll, me one more, and I'll be done. All right, we'll give you one more. Ben Sheets. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Ben Sheets last started in 2008 on opening day. That is not on the list. Doofus. (laughs) But he did start. That's not the name I was looking for. The name Josh was looking for a million percent is Giovanni Gallardo, who started like 
six years or something crazy like that in a row. So he started five in a row. Thank His you. last one was 2014. He is number eight so he's on last. the list. So he caps the list. Yes, okay. so 2014. <laughs> so you're looking now for, you know, we've got five left on the list that started between 2015 and 2019. I'm going to go ahead and put the number out there, 800-990-3776. I think I can come up with another name. I know Shasin started one year. Yeah, Yulis? you got to yes. be right. No? Yulis Shasin is number three on the list. That's he started hot. opening nice. day in 2019. And that's about as far back as I can go for my remember, Brewers opening day starters. Remember how he would pitch eight innings and just start throwing 100 out of nowhere? Yeah. That like, was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was really only for the one year because right. <laughs> when he came back and then was the opening day starter in 19, I don't think he finished the year. He would add five miles per hour as he went all through the game. It was the craziest thing ever. Like, suddenly just became a really good pitcher <laughs> yes. in 2018 for the Brewers. Just was the ace of the staff. It was pretty sick. Ron and the Key weighing in on the ESPN Milwaukee talking text line saying, if you have to be more specific, maybe try guessing it again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Peralta then feels I, like a safe guess. Well, but I need, again, need you to be specific. Crap. What, you need the first name now? Or well, yeah, what is this? Technical? Even Jeopardy doesn't need the first name. Well, Way to take yourself sometimes, seriously. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. What does that mean? On Jeopardy? Yeah. I don't think like so. Like if, if they have a presidential question and the answer is Bush, I think you got to be specific about what President Bush you're talking about. All right. That's a fair point. Fair <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> uh, if it's not Freddie Peralta, it's Willie Peralta. Willie Peralta is oh, number nice. six on the list. He was the opening day starter back in 2016. And Chew, I got to tell you, I am cashed. There's zero <laughs> yeah, you chance. Did good. You did How, good. Can you just reset the list for me so we have... Uh, Corbin Burns is number one. Brandon Woodruff is number two. Ulysse Chassin is three. Do not have four or five. Willie Peralta at six. Uh, we do not have seven. And Giovanni Gariotto caps off the list at number eight. So we need four, five, and seven in the last eight Opening day starting pitchers for the Milwaukee Brewers. If you're watching on the stream right now, oh, there's hey. a guest behind Gabe. Big orange Trosco. furry guy. <laughs> I know who it is. I was trying to have a little bit of suspense there, Gabe. <laughs> trying to build the suspense. Roscoe, he must be coming to uh, chit-chat about the Admirals a little bit here. Although Roscoe probably isn't chit-chatting at all, is he? <laughs> that's typically how mascots work. I think that's rule one. I'm giving up. I don't know any more Brewers opening day starters. I, I Gallardo is eight. I certainly can't go. I've got one more name, then I'm out. You got one? Can, yeah. can Joshy guess? Sure. It's Kyle Loesch. Kyle Loesch is number oh, seven on the list. Kyle, Kyle Loesch, Loesch was even on the Brewers. Started opening day in 2015. I, I remember feeling queasy about that. It's not a good sign when that's your opening day starter. That's correct. 800-990-3776. Let's go out to the phone line. Sam in Kenosha waiting patiently. I guess he knew we wouldn't be able to complete the top eight and eight. Sam, what's your guess? I was going to go, I don't remember if he started one, but Sean Markham. Sean Markham. Mm, that was a while did, ago. Yeah, and did not start an opening day. Yeah. What year would that have been? So Markham would have been 2000. I mean, he was on the team in 11. So Gallardo was the opening day starter that year. Most famous Markham moment, throwing that glove up. Oh, after he gave up a dinger <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> Tossing it. Let's go out to Paul in Keel. Keel? Yeah. Paul in Keel? It's like Key and Peel, but James not. Anderson. Chase Anderson was the Brewers' opening day starter in 2018. So you probably felt just as queasy when he did, yet uh -huh. that ended up being the best regular season in Brewers' history. So, you know, 
I guess the opening day starter doesn't always <laughs> doesn't always indicate how oh, good no. or bad the season's going to be. We just have one more on the list. Did he drop? Yeah. Why did he drop? It's all he's got, I guess. <laughs> he's like, I don't have any more. Showmanship. Let's go out to John. How do you pronounce this place? Exonia. Exonia. There's a lot of vowels in that word. Uh, John and Exonia, you're up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can you complete our list? The other Peralta. Willie Peralta. So, Jen did correctly guess Willie, so he's already on the list. You get a guess here. So, I'll reset the list here to give you some time here to think of who number five on this list is. Corbin Burns was one. Brandon Woodruff, two. Ulysse Chassin was three. Chase Anderson, four. Five is the one you're looking for. Willie Peralta was six. Kyle Loesch, seven. Giovanni Gallardo, eight. Looking for that fifth opening day starter for the Milwaukee Brewers in the last eight. Zach Davies. Zach Davies did start an opening day, but it was back in 2000. Or excuse me, that was Davis, but Zach Davies never started an opening day. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Let's go out to, oh, Chef Ed. Chef Ed is on hold on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can you complete our top eight at eight list? Yeah, I think I can. It's it's not senior. It's Junior Guerra. Junior Guerra started opening day in 2017 for the Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Chef Ed is our big winner this morning. Chef Ed, we appreciate you playing top eight at eight here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. That was a good list. Yeah, It's a good refresher. It's a good reminder. First base was impossible. Josh was right. Impossible? (laughs) Give me the list. Impossible. So Rowdy Telez is the only one who started more than one on the list. He started the last two. Keston Hira, uh-huh. which yeah. maybe you would have guessed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you would have guessed Justin Smoke. Sure wouldn't have. Justin Smoke. I nope. forgot about that. Uh, Jesus Aguilar would have been guessed. Yeah, probably would have Eric guessed. Thames. Ryan Braun would have been yeah, guessed. Eric Braun. Thames. Ooh, Brawny. Oh, I did yeah, not Thames. remember that Brawny started at first yeah. for an opening day. Uh, and then Chris Carter. Uh-huh. Nope. Uh, and Adam Lind was the impossible one. Adam yeah. Lind, who started on opening day in 20, <laughs> 2015. <laughs> Would have never. But wait, how far back do you have to go before you start getting Prince, Prince, Prince in there? Because Fielder started. Oh, you still have three more before you get there. So after Lind, it was Overbay, Gonzalez, and then Gamble. I mean, Telez starting the last two, he was the first one to start more than one since Prince Fielder. That's insane. In 2011. How has it been just a revolving door? Uh, Which Gonzalez? Who is that? Uh, That that started at first base for the Brewers? Yeah. I have Um, no idea. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to Gonzalez? click it, and I can't get it. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's Alex Gonzalez, right? Maybe. I mean, I know Alex Gonzalez was a Brewer, but he was also a shortstop. Maybe well, they threw him Bron- over at first base. Ronnie wasn't a first baseman. It, it is Alex Gonzalez. Okay. Yeah. Good list, game. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> just just impossible at first base. What a disaster! Thank God they signed one this year. All right, guys, I tell you all the time about Celsius Energy Drink, and it is one of my favorite ways to start the morning. Peach Vibe, my favorite flavor, although the grapefruit is making a run for its money. You can find it at Pick and Save. You can find it on Amazon. Stay active and energized all day long with Celsius Essential Energy Drinks. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. So overrated. Come on, his head is a pumpkin. Yeah, he's so <laughs> right. Chewy's never been more right Ed about anything. Chewy was right. Yeah. Holy <laughs> Chewy was oh right. Yeah. Imagine the helmet on that dome. <laughs> It'd be the first eight and a half size. What the? On 94.5 ESPN. I love a good diner. Love a good greasy spoon spot. In fact, when I was in Beaverton this uh, past week, 
rolled into town after getting off the plane. First thing I did, spot a diner. Just like that, too. Breaks and everything, because, you know, I was doing 60 into the parking lot. And uh, I I love the option at a diner to have breakfast at any time. Eggs? No problem. Pancakes? No problem. Waffles? Crepes? Whatever you want. It was like it was like 7.30 at night. I'm having dinner, but it's breakfast. I love having that option. Apparently, there's a guy out there, Josh, who's telling people you should have breakfast for dinner more often. Yeah. The CEO of Kellogg's decided that, hey, I know food's not really affordable for a lot of America, so just eat cereal for breakfast now. You could save yourself some bucks. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, eat it whenever. You're a big cereal guy. All the cereals. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had a craving the other day. I had pancakes when I was at the diner. I had some chocolate chip pancakes. Fantastic. Um, I had a craving for Cocoa Puffs, Cocoa Krispies, Ch- Count Chocula, that whole space, oh, right? Count Chocula. Oh, man. Wait, I haven't had Count Chocula in forever. Wait, Chew, if you had to power rank those three specifically, the Cocoa Puffs, the yeah. Count Chocula, and the Cocoa Krispies, wh- which direction are we going here? Uh, Cocoa Puffs is last. <gasps> really? Yeah, because it tears the mouth up a little bit. No, that's Captain yes. Crunch. No, 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 no. It does a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what are the ones like Rice Krispies? Cocoa are... Coke Krispies. <laughs> Cocoa Krispies. And the other one is what? <laughs> Count Chocula. What about Cocoa Pebbles? Cocoa Count Chocula has the uh, marshmallows. Mus- uh, marshmallows. Yeah, I forgot about Cocoa Pebbles. The problem is Lucky Charms is better. Then uh, Count Chocula. So I'm going. But it's uh, not chocolate. Cocoa Crisps. And then the Count Chocula. Cookie Crisps? What are we doing here? Cocoa Puffs? No, we- Cocoa Puffs are third. Okay. Cocoa Krispies are one. Okay. Count, Count Chocula is two. But then you also say Cocoa Pebbles. The the Flintstones one. I mean, right? Pebbles and, and Krispies no. are basically the same. No, no. They're basically I feel the very same. Very strongly. No, they're basically the same. Anti. Pebbles. Well, they're both basically the same because they get soggy too fast. They don't have enough. They don't have enough density to them. You pour a little bit of milk on them, they become flimsy and worthless instantly. Wait, time out. Does that mean that you are pro? You're putting cocoa puffs oh, atop the list. Puffs is one. Count Chocula is two. Gap. You're cocoa Krispies. Crazy. I might have to swing by Walgreens on the way out of here and grab some cocoa cereal. And don't get me wrong, cocoa Krispies in like you get a little peanut butter in there, like a mud bar, like the um, like the Cocoa crispy version of like what a, a rice crispy bar is. Wait, are you Delicious. telling me you're throwing a scoop of peanut butter in your cereal? No, 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 no. Oh, I was like, this might break the internet. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when you're making like rice crispy bars. Mm-hmm. They're called mud bars because you use the chocolate. So you're using cocoa crispies. You throw a little peanut butter in that. That's excellent. That sounds fantastic. Chewy, are you a breakfast for dinner kind of guy? Hell no. What? I don't even eat breakfast. I think breakfast is by far uh, the worst meal of the day. It's the best you meal were telling day. us about your crab Benedict the other day. What the hell okay. do you think Benedict is? <laughs> well, if I could have that for breakfast every day, yeah, then breakfast would be number one. <laughs> but let me ask you this, because I don't know. What, what makes something a diner? The look of it? Well, or it's because they serve three meals? I mean, you... you I mean, diners kind of, you just know. It's got to have a counter. Absolutely. Yeah, but like like Waffle House has a diner. Wait, what was that? Waffle (laughs) House? A Waffle House would be a diner, yeah. That's a diner? I would say that's a diner. Because I got a diner looking place out here, but all they serve is dinner. So it can't be the the look of it. Yeah, right? and it can't even if a place is called diner, you can't okay. necessarily trust it. Let's figure this out very quickly. It's got to have an expansive menu, right? 
Mm-hmm. The, the flippy flip and then you flip and then you flip it yeah. over again. That's got to be part of the diner experience. Mm-hmm. I think Gabe is right. It's got to have a bar. Stool, spinny stools, yeah. right? The kind well, of well, counter, not necessarily a bar. Yeah, yeah, they're right. not, they're that's bars. what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Yes, yes. Counter. But I don't think diners serve dinner because I know in New oh, Jersey there's do. diners that serve breakfast and lunch, and then that's it. I had a buddy that I played with in college that owns a bunch of them, and they do not serve dinner. Um. Okay. Fair enough. Then they are just choosing to have nights off. Essentially, <laughs> D- diners are inexpensive restaurants, sometimes open twenty four seven. That serve home style breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you gotta have uh, one of those pie carousels. That's oh, that's yeah. the rule. Yeah, that's when you're getting fancy. You have to have a pie carousel. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe not be... necessarily a carousel, but you certainly have to have pie. There needs to be a display of dessert. Yes. yes. <laughs> but you guys, you knew exactly what I was talking uh-huh. about when I mentioned the pie yes. carousel. Some of them aren't going to splurge for the carousel itself. They just kind of have you know the fake looking pie on the counter, and you know which ones are available. See, that I day. think the problem with. Uh, Breakfast for dinner is there's too many carbs. You shouldn't eat carbs before you go to bed. Bad for you because then the carbs turn to sugar. Well, which yeah, turns sure. To fat. If you're a body is a temple type of person, but not everybody is too. Uh, is is breakfast that heavy of carbs? Yes. Well, it depends upon what you do. Potatoes, I mean, I'm thinking like waffles. bacon and eggs. Yeah, if you if you get a stack of flapjacks, yeah, then... bacon and eggs is not high in carbs, high in protein. Yeah. Yeah, it depends about what you do, but I mean, Pancakes dinner stink. Dinner can also be high in carbs. Eh. Chewy, let me ask you a question. Let's say you're just you're you're starving, you're Jones, and you're hungry. Yeah. You need something to eat quick. What do you go to? What's your go-to meal? Pizza. Yeah, are you making the pizza? Or are you ordering? Uh, pizza? Always have, always have. You always got Palermo's um, ready Palermo's to go in the freezer. Like you know, when you get home late from a flight and nothing's open, you're like, eh, let's just throw the. Palermo's in the uh, oven and dominate <laughs> the, that. The eh was a great endorsement, by the way. <laughs> 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 Nothing's open. Eh, throw it in the oven. Yeah. Okay. Pizza. That's a fair one. Anything else? Uh, I got frozen burgers in the um, from uh, Costco in the freezer. Takes what eight minutes to fire them up on the grill. Okay, I was gonna say, please don't say microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Microwaving a burger. Yeah, it reminds gotta, me of the burgers you had in school. The reason I no bring texture. this up is because this obviously the CEO is trying to convince people for their go-to meal to be cereal. And I mean, I've, look, I've I, been there. I don't really want to be throwing a bunch of sugar into my body late at night. That you know, well, for sleep, have some Wheaties for sleep. Wheaties. Yeah, are Wheaties good? Yeah, Wheaties are solid. I can't remember the last time I had Wheaties. But the problem is this. Mm, the older you get, there's a lot of fiber in cereal. Yeah, keep you regular. I don't want to be regular at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I <laughs> really don't. The whole don't. point of regular is that it's predictable. <laughs> Stay on schedule. Yeah. I know, but as soon as I eat cereal... <laughs> so you're saying... Wait, 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 wait. You're wait, saying... it's a diuretic? Yeah, I was about to say, you're saying that cereal has the effect on you that extra hot wings have on other people? Yes. Or I know coffee? if I'm eating life... Yeah, well, coffee's famous. If I'm yeah. eating life, it's 45 minutes. <laughs> it's 45 minutes, and in the morning is toilet bowl clean. Who is eating life cereal? Are people out there still oh, eating I life cereal? Life. Cinnamon life is, life is, is the best. Life is up there. Yeah. Are you saying I'm missing out on this? I think yeah. Life, yeah. life might be top 10. It's so good, but you got to pay for it, which is fine. I mean, I, th- I think you pay for it. I don't think I've ever been concerned about, well, if I eat this life, where Gabe, am I going to be in 45 minutes so I can be Gabe, close to a... you will get there. Yeah. Okay? Youth arrogance. You will get there. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the list. Are you writing Talk it down? Talk to Keith. Yeah. Call Keith. 
right after the show, and I bet Keith would agree. Uh, many- youth, youth arrogance was already on here. Uh, however, uh, from the text chain yesterday, I think I have to add mustard arrogance. Yeah, Ashy. After Ashy was getting up in our uh, grills about not listing proper mustards or something like that. I don't know. Did you? Put how was how was Ashy's mustard on, on the truck? It's good. Rot is sauce. it just yellow? Isn't that what it is? Or isn't rot sauce a? It's a it's it's a oh, mustard no. base. We're not helping the yeah. It's, it's a, a mustard, mustard base. Mustard <laughs> He also gave us a hard time about our mustard in, uh, knowledge yesterday. Yeah, that's why mustard arrogance is making yeah. the list. I'm just my whole point is like I don't really need to be chewing up a lot of bandwidth in my brain with mustard knowledge <laughs> if it's okay with you guys. Oh boy, I feel the phone buzzing. I'll tell you off. what, Gabe, and I'm sure you've been there. Ever been to Mount Horeb? You know oh, of what Mount Horeb is? Yeah, it's got the uh, mustard museum. Mustard capital of the world. Yeah, beaver mustard. Unbelievable. Careful. Beaver mustard? You've never had beaver mustard? Is that the brand name? or Yes, is... it's the brand name. It feels okay. like slang. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was a little nervous. Sounds like you don't want to touch it. <laughs> no. Oh, well. Hey, we just got yelled at yesterday, all right? I mean, it hasn't even been 24 Wait, hours. Do you remember what you got yelled at for? I didn't get yelled at. It was gay. Although you never get yelled at, you dip leap. <laughs> It's the rest of us who have to deal with it, but you you don't remember what it was, right? Put it put that on Richu. <laughs> what did you get? No, it had to deal with San Diego. No, okay, there you go. Remember. He remembers. All right, fair <laughs> enough. We got to take a break here on Jen Gabe and Chewy. Let me tell you about my friends over at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. If you haven't been there recently, guys. It's a great spot. Great spot for an afternoon. Great spot for an evening. I went there and celebrated my birthday recently at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel because they've got great restaurants. And when you're done with dinner and your drinks, you just swing over to the games, swing over to the slot machine, swing over to Blackjack, Texas Hold'em, Beyonce, if you're good at that kind of stuff. Uh, Potawatomi Casino Hotel also has a big announcement coming in the next few weeks. We can't wait to tell you more about that. But for now, if you haven't been to Potawatomi recently, why don't you make a trip there this weekend? For more information, you can find it on their website. It's PaysBig.com. Go to PaysBig.com to find out the latest of what's going on at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. He sounds like the Beatles. What? what? Anyone? <sighs> this is a new one on me. Listen Even to his I interview, know. the way he talks, he sounds like Paul McCartney. Ringo farted, and it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. On 94.5 ESPN. Here we go. The Greater Milwaukee Golf Show, presented by Old Fashioned Golf, returns tomorrow, Friday, March 1st through Sunday, March 3rd, at a new location this year. It's at Mosh Performance Center and Lux Golf Bays. The first 1,000 people each get a free sleeve of golf balls. It's the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show, March 1st through the 3rd at Mosh and Lux Golf Bays in Franklin with free parking. Visit RoyalGolfShows.com, R-O-Y-L-E GolfShows.com. Save $5 on advanced tickets or be caller 5 right now. Win two free tickets to the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show. 800-990-3776. Caller 5 wins two tickets to the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show presented by Old Fashioned Golf. If you missed any of the show, you can always find it on Wisconsin On Demand, wherever you get your podcast. That's where you can find Jason Wilde, who joined us this morning. That's where you can find Adam Schefter, who joined us this morning. And remember, you can always watch the show on our YouTube stream, where lots of folks weigh in with reaction all morning long. Chew, we talked about the grades that the Packers got from the players. 
earlier this morning. Treatment of families, food cafeteria, nutrition, dietitian, locker room, training room, training staff, weight room, strength coaches, team travel, head coach, ownership. Everything was in the A's and the B's except for treatment of families. For you back in the day, what was most important? Uh, well, our locker room, <laughs> Jason can attest to this, wasn't great, but we loved it because it was homey. Our weight room got better as I was there. I think training staff, um, just how we were treated. And when I first got there, I, I told you guys it wasn't great. We had to pay for this. This Holmgren comes in. San Francisco back in the day was like the number one model. So Mike pretty much, and you can thank Holmgren and Wolf for modeling what Green Bay is now from San Francisco. Because they were uber cheap. Everyone knows Judge Parents wouldn't put anything into the facility. Mike and Ron turned that around, and that is the reason the facilities are second to none today. Because you know, they certainly out there. You know, it's interesting because we were talking about how the lowest grade they had was treatment of families. Families or players rather gave them a C plus in treatment of families. We mentioned the Sports Illustrated article that said they don't have child care and that's something that they would like to see happen. And that was still, guys, tenth in the league. So what is going on yeah. around the league where the Packers got a C plus <laughs> and that was top third of the league in treatment of families? Is there this idea that like that families should be treated better than they are, Joshi? I think it has to do with certain teams do it so well, and it's very easy now with social media to look across at, like, I know the San Francisco 49ers have, like, a massive suite for all the wives and girlfriends to go to, and they give them, like, first-class treatment. They treat them as if they are Taylor Swift there. And I know a lot of other teams don't do that really at all. Like, if they want... If they want sweets, they have to find their own, buy their own. So I think the other thing that I, I, I... Go ahead, Chu. I can tell you this, though. When I was there, the families were treated great. They had a big gymnasium. They had food there after the game. You could bring your family. It was, it was a big... I mean, it was wonderful. So I don't know what's changed, but I can tell you this. When, when, when I was there... The families were treated unbelievable. Well, again, when when you look at the report card, it just mostly talks about providing daycare for their children. Like, if they provided daycare, then I guess that would I mean, skyrocket. Seems like an easy You're fix. You're making $48 say... million dollars a year. You can afford your own daycare. Right, but right just having that. them at the game and stuff, being able to have them at the... You know, that, that to me would feel nice. Like, if they had a room, if they had an area yeah. for the kids to be able to play, and you can go pop in and visit them, or they can come to the suite. Like, I, I kind of like that luxury as a mom of three not that my oldest needs no, to, I, anybody I, to watch now but my girls certainly would uh the last thing i want to get to before we get to break here is the head coach feedback too we talked about it a little bit with jason wildy earlier this morning how much collaboration should players actually have if that's the thing that's keeping matt lafleur from having a high grade does he need to be better about that or is what he's doing working what, what do you get a b plus yeah i think that's pretty damn good you know, I think that's really good. I mean, there's things. I mean, we always tried to sneak in into St. Norberg's into the personnel room where they ranked the players during training camp. I mean, that was like high security stuff, you know. But you're like, hey, you see who they got at number three? Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's stuff they shouldn't know. They don't need to know everything for crying out loud. How many B pluses? I think B plus is a hell of a great. Well, of course you do. I wish I got more of them. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Okay. Put I it on I a D for us. <laughs> <laughs> us. Even, no, he just threw it off the backboard to himself.
I'm the guy from Rookie of the Year with the yes. <laughs> licking his lips as it's coming in slow over the plate. Jen well, and I were trying to plan the joke, and then he told it himself. <laughs> we'll do Tausch's next on ESPN Milwaukee.